0: Get a job in tech. So we've already went over a couple of things in our little um, couple previous episodes, actually, in talking about how um, things. So the how to get started in tech, right? Niche down to Commonwealth. That's where we left off at. Okay. Now let's bring it a little bit different, right? So uh, I'm talking to people that are from the U.S. right now. Okay. Uh, When I say this and uh, basically it's like this, there are jobs overseas in other countries, meaning other countries other than the United States, that you could uh, you could get. So, for instance, you have let's start off with the Middle East. Right. Let's start there. Right. So in the Middle East, there's a lot of these uh, jobs, especially in Commonwealth. Right who, for whatever reason, uh, they need people that, uh, um, you know, that are of American uh, passport. They have a blue passport, right? So, okay, what do these jobs look like right? typically, right? So let's, let's take Qatar first, right? So typically how it works is this. You, uh, like RAS Gas, Qatar Gas, let's say, for instance, right? You would get a call from them, the HR, whatever it is, right? They would offer you the job. Then you would get like a uh, clearance, basically a police clearance, because some countries need uh, police clearance to work there, right? Um, anyway, so you would do that at your local police department, you get a clearance, which is just all just a letter, right? Um, and they'd send it to the, the company, right? That's all it really is, like this person's a good person, whatever. They send it to the uh, people in Qatar, RasGas, Qatar Gas, whoever. After that, you either you ship your stuff there, or like they have a company usually that'll ship it there, right? Uh, so you get taken care of that. That that you work through HR and that, right? You ship your stuff there. Usually, what happens is you're put up in a villa. Could be anywhere from two bedrooms to four bedrooms, right? A villa, and this villa is in like a compound, meaning it's like. Maybe there's 20 to 30 these villas, right, which is usually like a two-story villa, and you have a shared pool, and um, there's like a, a guard shack basically, right? And this is everybody, right? This isn't only just you. It's for everybody like this. So anyway, so you uh, when you get there in Doha, Qatar, you, you arrive in Doha, Qatar, and immediately you have a place. You know, person takes you to your house, right, your villa, and then you have your own place to live, and that's there for as long as you work for the company. And um, they may or may not give you money to furnish the house. Usually, it's already furnished. There's a bed. There's a fridge, TV, um, Internet sometimes, sometimes not, a phone in there sometimes, sometimes not. Um, They have other amenities there, right? Like I said, they have a pool. And usually they have a bus that'll come to the compound and take you to work, right so you get to go to work and all that stuff, so that's the cool part that's like the interesting part, right? So the downside to that is it's not like a lot of money, right? It's not like three hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever, right It's typically probably like eighty sixty eighty grand maybe a hundred thousand dollars, let's say right, and that money. Uh, up to like I think ninety some odd thousand dollars is tax free, up to you know a year, right? Uh, after your first year, or you have to live in country at least like three hundred and thirty days or something, and then after that, uh, so that fiscal that that year you can claim uh, tax free. Doesn't matter when you go; it's just in a year's time, right? Um, okay, so that's tax free money. Okay, living in a foreign country, not of your own, meaning Qatar. Let's just say, for instance, right. Now, the cool thing about this is there's other other expats there. We call them expats that that go there. And there's like a community that forms around, right? Like you have Canadian, British, you name it. There's all kinds of nationalities, right? Whoever they're from, India, uh, Egypt, you know, Saudi Arabia, South African, German, whatever. You know, you name it. It's there. Okay. Now there is like a nightlife there right and i will say this right for those of you listening out there it's it's a little different um because there's because you have so many different nationalities they really don't care what you your, your culture is they could care less right they really don't actually they just want to be your friend and because you're all in this together, right? Basically, and so you 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 get friends real quick, is what I'm saying. You could have friends from other nationalities; it doesn't matter, right? Because you're learning their culture and they're learning your culture, and they have an idea, and you might have an idea of how their culture is, but you know you're really going to understand when you live there. The other the other benefit of this is you can travel. So Doha, Qatar, is I think seven hours from Thailand. Four hours, I think, from Bombay. Four hours from Delhi. So you can travel. Germany, I think it's like five hours. Uh, Egypt is like two hours. Lebanon, which is like two hours, right? So you could travel to these these foreign countries. So like you go to Amman, Jordan, and you're able to go into Jerusalem. They just don't stamp your passport. They give a piece of paper, and they stamp it, and you go in. Once you leave, uh, they get that piece of paper back, basically, right? So... You're, it's like you were never there, right? Although you, you have pictures and all that, right? uh Okay. There's other countries you can visit, like Maldives, and it, it's just a different way of life, really. You're you're really gonna be you're gonna love it, right? If you try if you if you want to go there, because you're gonna one you get treated like a celebrity. Let me just tell you that right now. And what what I mean when I say that, I mean like you're in the Sultan Center, which is like a supermarket, right? or the Lulu Center, or whatever, right? And you're in line, okay? And what happens? There's people in front of you, in line, in the checkout counter, right? And they'll say, okay, no, please go go ahead. Go ahead of them. What is that? All because you're a blue passport. All because you're American. That That's really true. That really is true. Uh, the other thing is um, when you're you happen to race down the highway or whatever, right? And and you get pulled over, right, for speeding. They what they do is they look at your your ID, right. First thing they do is look at you, okay. And there and you can usually tell if you're British or an American. You can usually tell. You can just by looking at somebody you can tell because of how they dress. There's a distinct difference, right? It has nothing to do with like what you your your color of your mel- melatonin or whatever. They, no, no. It's how you dress, and it's how you perceive. It's just a look. I don't know what it is. It's just It's just a look they know. And they look at your passport, okay, oh, American. And they say, welcome, right? And you know not to speed again <laughs> is what you know, right? You've just gotten off by the speeding ticket, basically, right? And that kind of stuff happens a lot, actually, meaning like different people, of course, right? So there's – what I'm saying, I guess, is it doesn't exist. Some of the problems they have in the U.S. they don't exist over there. They really don't. It it's just you're treated so much differently, right? And it's it's um it's humbling, if you will, right? Because just to be able to like sit back and 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 say, "Wow, I'm actually treated like this, like a celebrity, basically," you know, not a fancy fancy celebrity, right? Like guards and all that, but you are a bit of a celebrity basically right and um it's it's nice and that's why a lot of people stay over there by the way a lot of years actually because they know when they come back to the states they're going to treat differently and they're so used to that they're like oh, i like it over there it's really nice you know the other thing is if you if you need something done for instance you need to get a renewal on your id or whatever right um you when you're in line you're going to see other nationalities in line, and they will bring you to the front of the line and say, okay, and you'll just, you'll have somebody that, um, for instance, speaks Arabic, right? They'll say, uh, you know, sit down there, please, or whatever, right? And they'll just make the paperwork for you, basically, right? They call it a, I forget what they call that, but it's like a person that just uh, makes it, gets it done. Anyway, Manduf, I think they call those. Anyway, so you just you know maybe drink chai tea sit down relax paperwork gets done and you leave they say kalas right Done. finished and <laughs> so it's uh it's addicting really right i mean uh you you, you just it's so nice right and in um the internet is pretty good it's pretty good internet right um of course they do have rules you know they don't um have all these uh women dressed up and uh, bikinis or whatever like you might see in Florida. Y- you don't see that, right? They that's more underground, right? They have parties like um what do you call it? rave parties or DJ parties or whatever, but they're pretty low key about that. They keep it on the down low, right? If you're invited to one of those, feel privileged for that. Feel honored because that's a ra- that's something that cuz what happens is they don't they don't want Americans coming in. Like they know Americans some of them, right? They don't want Americans coming in and messing it up for them, okay? Um, like acting a fool or whatever, right? And like, because it'll get it'll get to your head if you, being uh, because you're treated so well, it gets to your head a bit, right? So just understand that. But it's nice nonetheless. It's really nice, you know. And uh, obviously, you can't. And, and let's see, in Dubai, you can buy property, I believe. Qatar, you can buy property, and you don't own the you don't own the land, but you own the building. And it's like so many years of lease basically and the same thing holds for other countries in that area lebanon i think it's holds the same true and you you know so you can buy property there um you know it's a little different the rules are a little different right and of course you know the government can change the rules as they see fit right so um what you're probably seeing some now is some of the like, as the economy grows or gets – if the economy grows, it's good for you. If the economy goes down, there's a decline in the number of jobs needed to fill those, right? And, uh, you know, in some of these jobs you're doing, people don't want to do themselves there. You know, they don't – that's why you're doing them, right? It's a job they don't want, you know, or maybe your skill set, right, or maybe just lack of training in that regard. But do they do have good training. They, d- I mean, they do have, like, everything you have here, Cisco. Microsoft, you know, all the type of stuff they have there. All that type of stuff they have there. You know, so you don't have to um they you know, testing centers, you want to take your certification there, they have all that there. Um of course they have McDonald's, they have uh pizza had all the food chains, right, and all that. And they have the internet, like I said. The main reason I went actually was well, two reasons actually, really. Right? There's two reasons I went, right? And they are as followed. The one question I asked was Dan Nicholson, right? And he's the HR guy. There. And I said, uh, Dan, do they have McDonald's? This is a true story. And he said, yeah. Oh, cool, man. Uh, do they have internet, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And do they have, he says this is, uh, it, was, it was good, right? Okay, thank you. So if you can imagine, right, in my mind, I, I actually thought this at the time. I was like, are they? So I'd be, like, working somewhere, and I'd travel to, like, a, uh I'd, I'd imagine like a um like a, in the desert like a um a house like you might see on star wars you know in the movie star wars where they have like a a, a house inside the ground and it has like mud basically around it i don't know what you call those but like a mud hut right this is, i really this is what i imagine right actually right so it's so much different right over there name the car you know name it they have it name the luxury item they have it right it's it's there you know name the airplane they have it you know they it's it's nice you know it's nice you know it's uh it's it's like you know it's a little bit you know it's uh like you're living a lifestyle basically right you know and um uh yeah the other thing about that is you have the ability to travel to different country- countries around there right so for instance, Lebanon. So, Lebanon. Uh, so, interesting about Lebanon. It's almost like California, right? In the fact that you can you can be down in L.A. where it's hot, and you have the ocean. In the morning, in the afternoon, you can be in the mountains where it's snowing. That's really how it is there, right? I have vineyards. It almost reminds me of um, although I haven't been to Italy, but what I've seen of it, it reminds me of Italy from what I see on the internet, right? or TV or whatever that sort what of reminds me of and then lebanon not lebanon sorry then there's egypt right i mean who doesn't want to go see the great pyramids right let's just be honest there. great pyramids right come on that that's like amazing eighth one in the world right and so you have the ability to uh go there and see that and interesting little note on that one if you look at the if you're at the sphinx and you look in in front of you right there is like a, a Hardee's, i think or a KFC, right, in front of the in front of the Sphinx. That's kind of a little interesting, a little tidbit. So, I went into King Khufu's King Khufu's pyramid, right, and I I had this uh, camel, so I rode around in the camel, and the camel's name was Michael. Actually, the camel's name is Michael, and uh, he never calls. So, yeah. Okay. The other thing is uh, to go to Agra with Taj Mahal, which is India, right? So I know I talked about this previously. But going to the, to India, like the Taj Mahal, that's in Agra. It's like four hours from, from India. Or going to um, training, like Cisco training or Microsoft training in India, like Goa or Delhi. Uh, Koenig is the – so Koenig is the place in Delhi, actually. Koenig Solutions, they're pretty good. They've been around a while, actually. And they're, the standards are, are like American standards, right? And then you have Goa, which is – the the place is different. It's not like um, American style. It's still good, right? It's just a building. They don't, like, cater to you like, you know, you might find somewhere else. But um, so you buy your – the the hotels are not as nice, right, as they are in Koenig. And uh, they're cheaper, of course, but the quality is still the same in the training. Same exact. A friend of mine named Sandeep has a training center in Thailand. IP Soul, I believe the name of the website is, but he does um, CCNA, CCNP, and CCIE training. Jawad Khan is instructor, and then Abid Sir Khan is the other instructor, I believe, right? And that's in, I think that's in Phuket, I believe, right? But uh, they they have uh, pretty good uh, training for Cisco CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, right? And he teaches that, and I think it's like four grand. Or five grand, something like that. And you know, if you go if you go two weeks at a time or a week at a time, you know, uh compare that to the states. So the states is like C E D. Solutions or I and E training, I think, in Vegas. Um, they're like I think seven or eight grand, right? You pay for the hotel. So to compare the two, uh so for instance if you want to compare US to Thailand and India trading wise, right? So you have places like I and E in uh, Vegas, and you have, like, CED Solutions in Atlanta, Georgia. So you have Thailand, and you have Koenig in Delhi. In Thailand, the CCIE, four, four grand maybe, something like that. And in, like I said, the States is like seven grand. and Plus, in Thailand, you have the, uh, for seven grand, you could live in a luxury apartment, really, right? and you, Seven grand will get you there and back. Uh, and also pay for your hotel as well as the course. $7,000, yeah, that covers all that. So the so what people usually do is they live in like Qatar and they have a week off or they have some time off, right? So they usually go, and for one week they go to Thailand and they go for CCNA training, right? They'll come back to Qatar. They'll work still. And they have another week off. They'll go to India again. Not India rather, but uh, Thailand or India in that matter. And they'll do some more training. This time CCMP. p they might have like say two weeks off so they'll spend that and they'll go to Thailand or India again and do the CCIE training and um, they wrap those skills that way that way you you have a job and you live overseas but you're also continuing to make more money or get another skill set and that's really it right there I mean you, you go somewhere in the Middle East and you have like take pictures or just create content and you as well as teach yourself for your next skill set, you know, next, next, next. Um, it, You know, it's just, again, it's a, a constant learning thing. That, And what I'm telling you is I, what I did, actually, right? That's what I did, other than Thailand. I know Thailand. I've been there. I haven't been in the training there, but I know those two individuals. I've been to India like like seven or eight times and like that. But So that's kind of the mindset I had actually going there, was to go to India and just learn, you know, and just, like, figure out. How can I get another skill set? Uh, so, like Bhavna is my was my instructor when I went to Konig, Abitzer. Let's see, um, what's his name? Uh, gosh, I forget his name now. But so you had Abid Khan, and which is Abitzer, which is my CCIE instructor. I didn't get my CCI, of course, right? And Pankish. That's it. That's his name. Pankish was my, uh, I believe, his checkpoint uh, when I got my checkpoint certification in uh in Koenig there uh that was really nice, yeah, so I think as a matter of fact, I think he might be he he might have a high certification now actually last time i uh, looked at his uh credentials so some food for thought for you out there, and uh, uh, this is just another way to to take in and, and 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 lessen your competition, right because not a lot of people go want to go overseas, actually, okay they're content here, they're happy, they don't want to see other cultures, they're fine, right they're fine, right? They have enough here, right? Like, you know, whatever. But you take the opportunity because again because of some of it's less, sometimes it's less money, right? And they don't want to take less money. But the reward is, you know, all this uh, life experience, right? The I- experiences you have versus, you know, in the state. So, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's a win-win sometimes, right? Can be a win-win. But uh thanks everybody for listening to the podcast and have a great day.